0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are the twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show-turned podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. On Fridays, we bring you an appreciation piece from shows past. We just gave you a show featuring clips from Halloween past, not the Dave Bowes clip. That's been played enough, but uh, we have some great clips that Anne and Christy um, brought to the table. But... It's Monday, so it's time to recap the previous week's TBTL shows. It was a jam-packed week. My name is Mike Frizzell. I'm in the Insect Museum in Kyle, Texas. I can't do it all by myself, uh, so I have again rallied two people here right down the geographic middle of the country, the first of which is a few hours up the road in Dallas, and that's Meredith all the way Mahan. Hello, Meredith. Hi, Mike. And from Sticka Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, as always, Ann Lenholm. Hello, Anne. Good morning, Mike. We have convened a day early because I'm going to uh, brunch on Sunday um, to a salad restaurant, which fits with uh, (laughs) a lot of this week's theme. And if I remember, I'll give a full report, salad report next week, just as Luke did several times uh, this week. But uh, before, before that, LRB Business, we have some today to talk about before we do the week in review. Of course, we always have a little bit of housekeeping, and then we'll tell you how to get involved. Um, LRB Business, uh, I've been wondering, I mean, I think I know, and what mostly you've been doing since you uh, let go your long-term, part-time employment. I think I know what you've been doing, but I can't be entirely sure. I guess what everyone thinks you've been doing is baking, or at least we're hoping that you've been baking. A lot of people are expecting that you've been baking.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Things have been baked.
0: (laughs) anything else uh that you've taken up or done more of or that you always wanted to do or or was dropping that um second job just so you could bake more or you just wanted to sit and stare into the middle distance like putty
1: here's the thing i keep waiting for this additional time to materialize and i don't know where it is Mm. (laughs) i thought i would have all this extra time i'm Suspecting that it's actually disappearing into this show, if
0: we're going to be oh, honest, <laughs> right. that's 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 what I do. That's what that that's how I work. I I get you into the web, and then you quit all your other interests, and then <laughs> here you are. You're working nearly full time on a non-paying gig. But
1: a couple of weeks ago, I actually had like a Saturday afternoon where I didn't have anything planned, and I felt sort of overwhelmed, like. I didn't even know what to do because I'm so unused to having a big chunk of time. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of wandered around the house for a while. And then I ended up lying on the couch at 4.30 watching Rizzoli and Isles.
0: (laughs) I've
1: never watched Rizzoli and Isles in my life. And I'm like, is this the best use of my time? (laughs) It's like I felt sometimes it's like I always have to be productive. And if I'm not being productive, it's a waste. So I'm working through this.
0: Well, it's not the worst uh, TNT drama. It's not the best, but no. uh, as someone who has a lot of spare time lately, I've I found what I like to do is to uh, sit and feel sorry for myself. That's about the first mm. hour of every day.
1: I'm good at that too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's very productive time, and then and then uh, I usually spend the next hour trying to figure out how to do the three or four tasks that I have to do that day. That would take a person with two legs. Uh, 20 minutes, but take me about three hours to do. So (laughs) that's, that's been, uh, that's been my use of all the free time. So there's some tips, chop off your leg, feel bad for yourself, and then, uh, try to figure out how to do basic things without standing up.
1: Well, Uh, at least I have a plan now. (laughs) (laughs) I just keep thinking that any day something interesting is going to happen. I am, I'm going to San Francisco next weekend. So then at Uh, least I'll have something fun to talk about.
0: Um, visiting family.
1: Yeah, I'm going to visit my brother who lives mm-hmm. out there. It's absolutely the worst weekend for him because he sings with the San Francisco Symphony and they have performances that weekend. But the reason I'm really going out is to go to a concert. And so he managed to get that night off and we're going okay. to go to a concert. And then I'm just going to spend a couple of days wandering around San Francisco, probably.
0: Now, uh, has he lived there for a long time? Do you Are you familiar with the city? And
1: the- Yeah, I've been to San Francisco a lot of times. He went out to... Um, santa clara for college he went to university of santa clara and then he moved up to san francisco afterwards so he's been there um eight years now
0: nice yeah santa Mm -hmm. clara is beautiful so Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i gave my parents a hard time because they would always go out for parents weekend to visit him and i said you never came to parents weekend for me and they said yeah (laughs) cleveland (laughs) and
0: yeah Yeah, I wouldn't give him too hard a time about that. Uh, Now, you know, come on. You would have done the same thing.
1: Yeah, it still hurts, though.
0: Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. Uh, Meredith, you have a rare weekend by yourself. I mean, you have all the pets, but uh, Duff is is out of town. How are you uh, whiling away your hours? Rizzoli Isles, or...?
2: No, Rizzoli and I, I haven't even turned the TV on, which is kind of interesting. Um, Yeah, so so Duff's mother is in town. She's visiting from Michigan for a week. She wanted to go to the Texas State Fair. She's always wanted to do that. And so they did that on Thursday. I've been working all week, so I haven't been able to join in the festivities. Um, But they... Uh, they left yesterday morning to drive to Missouri. His uh, brother lives in Springfield, Missouri, and uh, they don't get to see him too often. So when she's in town, they usually will go and visit him. So they left Friday morning. They're not coming back till Sunday night, which means I have the whole house to myself, which is a blessing and a curse. Because, as I think we've all discussed on TBTL, I have that same feeling about it's sort of nice to just not have your partner around sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can just do what you want. You don't have to check in with anybody. You can change your plans without consulting anyone or messing up anyone else's plans. Um, So that's been nice. The the negative thing about this is that I have to take care of this herd of animals all by myself. (laughs)
0: Right.
2: And I do that a lot. I mean, you know, I work from home. He works long hours. This isn't too abnormal. I do have a lot of alone time, but he's usually home for at least breakfast or dinner mm-hmm. um, each day to help with that. So it's kind of a, it, it's a coordinated effort um, to feed these guys yes. all at the same time. And that can be tough. So I did it this morning. It was no big deal. Um, but I realized I'm going to be recording. I'm not going to have Duff here to wrangle right. Eddie. Um, What am I going to do? And then I have plans for the rest of the day. I'm going to be out of the house from like noon until six or seven. I can't leave Eddie alone that long. So I right before we started recording, I dropped him off at
0: daycare. So (laughs) (laughs) takes
2: care of one. So
0: so, doing the podcast in this case actually costs you money. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. We should that should be one of the jams that uh, that we get we get you out of. I mean, Eddie daycare fund, it's only $17 for, it's, it's no big deal. That's, uh, that's not even a full jam.
2: I know, but I did, I did have a little bit of a celebration last night. I was at Trader Joe's just getting myself a few things yesterday afternoon and I walked by, they have a pretty extensive wine selection and I walked by the champagne and I was like, champagne sounds kind of good. Nice. <laughs> There's no reason for it. And I stood there and I stared at it for a while and I was like, that's probably a bad idea. I probably shouldn't do this. And then I walked away and then I walked back. I was like, ugh, I really want some champagne. So I just got I got myself a bottle of Prosecco. And the problem with champagne is it's hard to open it and then save it for later. Yeah. So I drank the whole thing yesterday. Very good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you're feeling all right.
2: I did it slowly, and it was pretty low alcohol, so it wasn't that bad. And I felt fine by the time I went to sleep, so I'm actually okay today. Well, that's good. You'd... But I'm not going to
0: do that again. Your, um, your point about uh, it being nice to have your partner away or you be away or whatever for a day or two, no one to answer to that's, that's well taken because I I do like having a little time to myself, but I find that like when you get to like the third day, it's almost like a weird loneliness that sets in. So I think it's just the right amount of time.
2: But right, exactly. It's not that I want him to go away <laughs> forever. <Right. laughs> it's just nice to have a little bit, a couple of days. It's a nice. That's a nice amount of time. Right. So, and I've witnessed I'm the dynamic at your
0: house too uh, around the pets. Like it is quite a, a regimen um, when it's time to feed all those animals. They all have to be. Oh yeah, you've witnessed this, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, because they all. I mean, they all have their own quirks, and they all have their own jealousies. They have their own. You know designs on each other's food.
2: Yeah, so Eddie has to eat in his crate, and that's mostly because we want him to like his crate, Mm -hmm. Um, also because he wants to eat cat food. So (laughs) he has to stay in his crate, eat his food, and then stay put until everyone else is done. Link is a monster and will inhale his food and then go eat everybody else's food, including the dogs, both of them, if he could. So he has to be locked in the bathroom, locked, Mm -hmm. because he can open doors. Uh, And then Loki eats slowly, so he has to go in the office and eat. And then I follow him around the room with his bowl because he'll get up and go lie down somewhere else (laughs) and then forget about his food. (laughs) And he's old and skinny, and I just wanted to eat some damn food. So I I put his bowl where his face is, and he's like, oh, yeah, food, and then he eats some more. So it's this whole long involved thing. And I I really let them uh, manipulate me, but, you know. They're my animals. I love them.
0: Well, yeah. And if you just set out all the food, yeah, you're right. The one monster will eat it all and you'll have a 500-pound cat. Right. Exactly. And the rest of them will just Everyone else will away. starve. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, if anything exciting happens, I'm sure you'll give us an update next week when I give I my will. salad update. <laughs> um, stump date. Uh, back to the dock uh, last Wednesday. And um, it looks like I'm out of the woods. Uh, Skin graft wise, um, they That's took out. That's great. I know. You yeah. all saw the the pictures. It looks like a a bloody mess. Still, I mean, well, it looks so much better though. Mm-hmm. Right. If you if you go back to three weeks ago and you say, well, I wonder what's under there, and then the second week it kind of was revealed what was under there, and it seemed like okay, maybe that skin is going to grow in, and then this last week it was mostly scab and, and still some healthy skin growing in. So it looks like it's going to take a while, but, um, there's not not going to be a graft and eventually we'll get into, into a compression sock. But again, I got to go back on Wednesday and he's going to look at it again. And you know, it's, uh, he was joking that people are going to start talking about us, you know, like we're, we're seeing each other (laughs) have a little threesome in the office there. But, um, uh, but no, like Emily, Emily takes the pictures, and I've been providing them to the chat, and everyone's been watching this gruesome stump uh, <laughs> grow. <laughs> so I uh, hope you all have been enjoying that. I'm happy to see that it's on the mend. Yeah. So uh, the the uh, GoFundMe campaign, I've been um, writing some some thank yous, and I got um, a lot of people have been responding, and and I got a really uh, touching response from uh, Sheila. Um, I, th- I think she lives in Ithaca mm-hmm. uh, and she's been on the show before a uh, really nice, um, thoughtful lady. And she wrote something back to me that kind of, it, it really caught me off guard because it, it, it pointed out a lot of, a lot of things, um, you know, like a lot of blessings, I guess that, but that i never would have, um, imagined like 10 years ago. So here's what she, she wrote to me. This is, um, That's an email. Mike, could you ever have predicted 10 or 15 years ago that all of this, all of this would have happened? That $21,000 would be raised for you and your wife? I'm married? That's my voice. (laughs) (laughs) You met through an internet bulletin board. What's an internet bulletin board? (laughs) Through a crowdfunding campaign. What's crowdfunding? By people you've never set eyes on. Perfect strangers. Due to a little podcast what is a podcast and that you'd be living in Austin? What am I doing in Austin? Crazy, crazy world. I hope your stump continues to cooperate and things start looking up for you guys. Uh, she, she pointed out, um, she pointed out a lot of good stuff there. Uh, I, I didn't have any of this, you know? And, and even though I do spend a good hour every morning feeling sorry for myself, that's mainly due to my physical condition. It's not due to, um, any of the other blessings in my life. So Sheila, thank you. And thank you for uh, letting me uh, read that. I appreciate it. So it is time to do our week in review. Can you kick us off, Anne?
1: I will. Monday, 2230, Radical Photographic Honesty. Um, So it seems that people in Seattle and the surrounding area are fairly disappointed that there was no Stormageddon. Over the past weekend, I understand that when you're all so hyped up and you've gone to the trouble of clearing out the grocery stores and you're ready to go, <laughs> that when nothing happens, it's, it is kind of disappointing. I guess it was pretty windy and there was a tornado touchdown, but it's definitely not as bad as anyone predicted. And so Luke and Andrew have an interesting talk about how the local news industry really thrives on making us afraid in yeah. these sorts of situations. And their coverage is all about radio and TV increasing their ad revenue.
2: <laughs> I wrote down in my notes, Luke just learned that the news sensationalizes things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a reporter in Seattle um, for the NBC affiliate, King 5. His name is Jim Foreman, and he's nicknamed Danger Jim Foreman because whenever the there's more than a 10-mile-an-hour wind, he's out there in his parka. Uh, <laughs> and I've always wondered about these guys out there in the storm, like um, in like the hurricane coverage and the big storm coverages in, in Seattle. There's a, usually a big storm every three or four years that will really knock everything out, and I think that's what the local news is hoping for this time but no such luck. But I wonder about uh, those people out there because you see like all kinds of debris flying by and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they probably get hit with stuff or whatever. I I think it, there will come a day when like a street sign is just going to chop someone's head clean off on camera. Just, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> just <laughs> take it right off. And then, and then I wonder, are they still going to be sending these people out there? If someone gets seriously, seriously oh, hurt, probably <laughs>
2: imagine the ratings that'll get, <laughs>
0: right or if that's on a delay do you if you're the guy do you cut that or do you just go oh man that was a sweet decapitation we need to
1: (laughs) (laughs) no you gotta cut that you can't
2: show that no can you (laughs) it's funny because i understand this and i I feel kind of conflicted about it because getting ready for a storm is kind of exciting and storms are kind of exciting and it's also kind of fun when everything gets canceled like you don't have to go to work like oops i guess i just have to camp Mm. at my house i have no choice uh, it's like all the choices and responsibilities have been removed as long as nothing like terrible happens. It is kind of fun, but storms are dangerous, and people die, and things get damaged and so i f- I feel kind of sick about that,
1: yeah, and Luke makes a good point in relation to that about all the the unnecessarily. Uh, canceled events, all those cancellations and closings for something that never materializes ends up having a a boy that cried wolf effect. Mm -hmm. And that next time they give all the warnings, people are going to be more likely to say, eh, and just go about their business. And then if it turns into something that's actually dangerous, we could have real problems.
2: Well, and that happened with Katrina. I remember a lot of people saying, oh, they always say this, this is, you know, this is nothing new. And then they didn't leave.
0: Yeah. I think that, um, that, Shoulder shrugging is a lot more common in hurricane country than it is like in the Northwest because there won't be another scare like this for a year or two. So people will have forgotten and they'll get right back into the spirit of cleaning water out of the um, grocery stores, which is strange because the water is very fresh and plentiful in Seattle and the water has (laughs) never gone out. I don't know why you would need to stock up on water. So they do it anyway.
1: Just, Just in case. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew wants to give us a little breakdown on his, uh, live Facebook broadcast of after these messages. Did you guys watch that?
2: No, I got a notification and I assumed it was an, a mistake. <laughs> like oh. he had hit a button.
0: I, I was, uh, we were out somewhere and, and I, I clicked on it on my phone and what I saw was, I think it was during a segment where they were showing a commercial so uh-huh. I I'm watching on a little screen and I'm watching like a janky, you know, like someone filming like one of those YouTube videos where someone films the Simpsons yeah. off of their and I was the ones like that this Andrew's is Andrew's always
2: complaining about. <laughs> right.
0: Right. It was so janky. I'm like, what this has got to be. Yeah, it's got to be some kind of a mistake. So I turned it off yeah. immediately. I was like, I'm going to get a virus from this or something. <laughs>
1: Well, he talks about how incredibly nervous he was and how he spent so much time beforehand making sure the setup was correct, and then it turned out that he had the camera on its side, so the first minute of the broadcast was <laughs> on its side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um he felt like they were the old technology couple, yeah. like being like, "How how does this? How does this <laughs> do you press this button?" <laughs>
0: That was probably. I mean, I I'm need to go back and watch that. I want. That's the probably going to be the best part of the show. I mean, it's a good podcast. I like I like listening to it, but I really do want to watch them fumble with the technology.
1: Yeah, and their their taste test of uh, Crystal Pepsi was entertaining too. Uh-huh. I don't understand why he gets so excited about Crystal Pepsi, but I guess it's the nostalgia factor. I thought it was. Just gross back then. What is, what's yeah. the
0: crystal part of it? Is there a methamphetamine in it? What's the... <laughs> it's... Does it taste like crystal? What, are you supposed to drink it out of crystal? It's refined. Oh, should, it should be crystal, Pepsi. Yeah.
2: There we go. <laughs>
1: um, Luke hates his appearance in photos, going back to <laughs> some well-trod territory in t- TVTL.
2: And we'll get back to that later this
1: week. Yep, he... He hates his mannerisms on camera. He's been watching some footage and probably some live wire stuff plus some CBS stuff. And so he's uh, getting really upset over that, um, saying that's what I look like. I can identify with that because I have often looked at a photo of myself and thought, wait, who's the whale who ate me?
0: I think we all have done that. Gosh, I think so. Show me someone who really loves their appearance in photos and I'll show you a maniac. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Andrew chimes in by saying that he hates his APM headshots, that they're all
2: hideous.
0: Well, they're huge. <laughs> why why do they have to fill the whole frame with his face? Why don't they just back it off a little? Because it makes us, I mean...
2: Especially in relation to Luke. Right, right. In that one photo for the the podcast. Oh, so weird. Because
0: it, I, I, they have Luke's—they have Luke at a normal headshot distance. And then they have, like, Andrew's face is almost hitting the borders.
1: Yeah, well, and I was confused about the photographer thing. They said the photographer was a friend and a 10 who is a professional, but that seems a little strange to me. Yeah. Can't APM get somebody who knows how to take APM specific headshots out to do it? Yeah. But uh, Andrew uh, sends one of his pictures to Luke and they take a look at it. And of course, Luke doesn't think it's a bad picture at all. It just looks like Andrew. I think mm-hmm. we all have to get
0: over this. Mm-hmm. That's kind um, of insulting, I, though, because if, if let's say I, I, I say, oh, man, I look so awful and fat in this picture. And let's say I put it up in the in the LRB chat or something and, and you all say, nope, that pretty much looks like you. <laughs> 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 that's an insult, right? A little well, bit? You're
2: damned if you because what are we supposed to say? Yeah. You know, what if we say, yeah, you're right. <laughs> 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 or no, that's what you look like. None of those are yeah, good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's a bad scenario. You know, yeah.
1: And I never believe anybody if they say that it looks good anyway.
0: Right. No, you're not I'm like, oh, oh you're it. just saying They're that. Just
1: being nice, right? Or yeah. you need your eyes examined or something.
0: Yeah, he and shouldn't have sent it, and Luke shouldn't have said what he said.
1: We we've well and truly fucked ourselves in this culture.
0: Yes, we have. There's no <laughs> yeah. there's no right answer. There's no right nope. thing to do here.
1: Uh, Luke changed his Twitter pic. I think most of us have seen it because it was posted on the Stens page. That's mm-hmm. the picture of him getting licked by Rudy. Yeah. That's totally adorable. Mm-hmm. And he's concentrating on being a person who looks interesting in pictures rather than a person who is attractive in pictures. <laughs> he sort of indicates that he's given up on being attractive. I don't think he really means that, but at least he's paying it some, some lip service Um, But he wants to look like a person who would be interesting to talk to. And they bring up this comedian, Megan Amram, who I think I was sort of familiar with, who uh, made what they call a power move by using the absolutely most messed up pick that she possibly can. (laughs) Sort of, I don't know, (laughs) taking control of her.
0: It's a disturbing Picture.
1: It is yeah.
2: wonderful. I've been a fan of hers for a long time, and this has been her profile picture for yes. years. Mm-hmm. And before I knew what she actually looked like, I thought she was had some sort of developmental disability <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with this lady? She seems really smart. She looks like a monster. Yes, yes, she does. <laughs> but she's actually, yes, yeah, she is a beautiful, conventionally beautiful woman, and she just, she just looks like so
0: bad in this picture. I've never seen her other than that profile picture, but I did hear her appearance on live Wire, and she was really uh sharp and funny and um that book that she wrote she read read mm-hmm. from it and it's hilarious yeah
1: yep she's figured it out somehow uh let's see then we go into a lot of sylvester stallone talk which i had a, a difficult time following and <laughs> quotes and uh, you're the disease the disease and i'm the cure and sue me <laughs> sue me for what <laughs>
0: I I got pretty angry during this, um, but only only because uh they they were talking about um Andrew I think was watching Rocky five or Rocky six or something and he was talking about um the trainer and they meant to say Polly, who was the trainer at that point, who is mm-hmm. um Rocky's wife's brother, uh his um Rocky's brother in law. Um, but they said Mickey who died during Rocky three and anybody who, who is a fan of this series knows that Mickey famously died in Rocky three, which was the, the Spoiler Mr. T alert movie, <laughs> uh, also featuring, um, an appearance by, um, Hulk Hogan as Thunder lips, uh, in Rocky three. So, um, I mean, everybody knew this. I, I was, uh, you, I Actually, you can't use the photo of me throwing my phone out the window. You have to use a stock picture of it now, a stock picture right. of a guy throwing his phone out the window because APM won't allow uh, actual uh, photos anymore. But um, I was pretty mad about that. It took me a while to get over it.
1: I think that Luke was thinking of Mickey, but he just got confused about the movie because he referred to Burgess Meredith. And he loves referring to Burgess Meredith. I think he just mm-hmm. likes the name and likes demonstrating that he knows the name.
0: <laughs> right. It's a cool name, Burgess Meredith.
1: <laughs> yes. Andrew, of course, is just going to be out to see yeah, no whatever chance. movie that you're talking about. Right. So, and then there's a Luke story about meeting Jackie Stallone that I didn't understand the point of. Whenever Luke's met
0: the- somebody, he's going to wedge it in there.
1: Well, that's yeah. true. <laughs> we can't ask him to not name no. drop if he has a name to drop. Um, the top story for Monday is the ProPublica article about um, the accuracy or lack of accuracy of the Facebook advertising algorithm. And uh, ProPublica actually created a Chrome plugin that you can just click on and it will show you your ad preferences in Facebook, or you can just go in your settings to Facebook and look in your ad preferences. Uh, and Luke is amazed. Amazed
2: that Facebook can target advertising towards him. <laughs> Is this one that... Yeah, so I also wrote down on this day, they're mystified by browser cookies. Um, <laughs> this has been real old technology at this point. Browser cookies. Like, it's clear that your browser tracks you around the internet and it feeds that information to other sites so that you can be advertised to appropriately. Uh, not news.
0: Well, nope. I, I think there's an inversion. Um, you know how... Uh, like old people are afraid of, like having their their privacy invaded in this way. Like like old people are they, they fall for they actually fall for scams um, based on protecting their online privacy. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas young people are like ah let them you know it's helping me it's helping me move through the world you know who cares or whatever. I think it's co- sort of the opposite. I was thinking it's the opposite of like the. Uh, old people and young people, men especially, in locker rooms where, like, younger guys, they kind of cover up and they, they take a towel in and out of the shower, but old guys are just letting their letting their brains <laughs> hang. They got their foot up on the sink and they're shaving, you know, their prives. It's, it's like... I And as I'm approaching old age, I know I should be more, you know, I should fit more in the fear category. Like, oh, these people are going to steal all my information and they're going to, you know, they're going to get me. But I'm like, yeah, fuck it. You know, I I sort of agree, you know. Hey, if if the Internet can help me find some shit, then please help. I can always click away from Mm -hmm. from it. You know, it's not like you can make me buy something.
2: There's been a time or two where I clicked on a link and ended up buying something small. Like, I think I bought a phone case that I thought was cute one time mm-hmm. from a Facebook ad. Um, but w- did you guys look at your ad preferences and see any surprises? Um, it said I was interested in a,
1: a Olympic gymnast, one of the the male Olympic gymnasts. And I was like, well, that's news to me.
0: But other than <laughs> Maybe that... Maybe it was more of a it, suggestion. You, know. you might want to check out this guy.
1: I guess, but... It was what I would expect, definitely. probably too
0: short for you. You wouldn't wouldn't even be interested.
2: Oh, no, I can squish him. (laughs) (laughs) I had a few interesting ones in the hobbies and activities category, and I didn't show you guys this because I didn't see it until just now, and I'm trying not to giggle while you're talking. And the first one is dental floss. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that came from. Uh, Kitten, which is, yes, that's quite true. I'm interested in kitten. Uh, Chemtrail Conspiracy Theory. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that. Genetic engineering, I do I do like that. Mongrel, like a, just a dog, like a dirty old dog standing by some water. Uh, motel. You're interested hell. in motel? <laughs> motel. Hell, I guess just the concept of hell. And then predation. And it's a picture of a hawk. Hmm. Hmm.
0: So, all right. Yeah. I. Well, bring in the FBI profiler, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I didn't see anything too out of line on mine. It, there was some, uh, there's some like, CW network television show that I'd never heard of, or something. but other than that, I don't know. Is the CW network still a thing? The W B, uh-huh. okay, CW so. still yeah, it was one of those one of those series, you know, aimed at stupid young adults. But uh, I don't know how they yeah, got into that.
1: Some of the interests were very specific about an actual person or a mm-hmm. topic, but then some were just like a noun. Yeah, like a right, yeti. Right. Yeah, like if it wasn't one of Bobby's. Was like water wheel. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I got sarcasm. I like that. Yeah. Australian Labor Party, though. I, I don't <laughs> know where that comes from.
1: Well, Andrew is kind of disappointed that his results were so boring. Um, but he's always talking about what a boring life he leads. So I don't yeah. see how he would think that there was some rich, uh, inner secret life that the internet would capture. And then they talk a bit about um, whether... Uh, targeted ads are uh, a positive or a negative do do we want the world to know exactly how to talk to us or would we rather be more anonymous and uh, i think that goes back to what you're saying mike i i don't care they can know whatever they want to know and i'll just ignore it
0: yeah they're not knocking on your door it's just on your screen (laughs) right
1: yep And uh, in the no point conversion today, I just copied something that Bobby said in our chat. I'm not sure if it's a real quote from Luke or if he's paraphrasing, um, but he said, the Seahawks benefited greatly from a no call that is completely unjustifiable, but I'm going to go ahead and justify it. And (laughs) that was was essentially the content of the no point conversion was Luke justifying a bad call that went in the Seahawks'
0: favor. Well, as the resident... Uh, seahawks fan today on the show i know christy is a a big fan as well but um i i see where he's coming from i don't agree with what he's saying but um some really shitty things have happened to seattle sports teams for many many years and it's it's very easy to fall into the trap of well we had this break coming (laughs) You know like when when some when, you know it was an interference, and it should have been called or whatever but and and definitely it runs through my mind when it doesn't get called, I'm like well, good, that makes up for this horrible thing that happened <laughs>
2: like there's some sort of karmic
0: mm, scoreboard right right, like like thank you, finally, finally, you know but but then you got to think there's somebody in Atlanta, some poor bastard like me going um why couldn't you just call the interference there and, right. <laughs> and let us kick a field goal and win. Cause we had that coming. Uh, you know, so I don't think, yeah, I, I think Luke is, is wrong, but I see where he's coming from. And it, and it, that stuff does flash across my mind, you know, when in the moment, I'm like, yeah, screw those bastards. <laughs> we finally got a break. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tuesday, 2231. C Tac is for lovers. Um, yes, it is. Uh, we get a cold open with uh, uh, Luke calling Andrew, uh, trying to get a ride from the airport. Now, I, the logistics of this, did was Luke on his way out of town and he had flown from Bellingham to SeaTac and was waiting to go out of SeaTac to the next stop?
1: I am um, unclear. Yeah, he I must have been on his layover to go to New York.
0: OK, but but if he was gonna, if he had this long ass layover and he was going to go to Ebbetsfield flannels, why didn't he just drive his ass down to the airport? Because
1: he was drunk <laughs> because he wants to kill two birds with one stone
2: and get TVTL
0: done. Yeah, I mean, he
2: loves these complicated plans <laughs> that are is, contingent on a thousand things going perfectly
0: right. Right. Well, Bella, yeah, this the, logistically it bothered me the whole day, you know, because I couldn't figure out what the <laughs> hell he was trying to accomplish. But he, <clears throat> he more or less got it done. Um, he, uh, this schedule of his, wow. I mean, this whole yeah. week we're, we're, yeah. we're seeing him in, in the middle of this amazing, amazingly difficult schedule. And I guess this day was the first real crazy one. Um, so he must've been down there a long time because I, maybe after he called Andrew, then he got himself a massage, which I makes Andrew pretty uncomfortable. The old airport <laughs> massage. Either one of you ever partake in that?
1: No, no. I would never do that. No. It, it just... And it's not – is he talking – I know he brought up the massage chairs, but was this an actual massage with the massage
0: mm. table thing
1: with the person?
0: No. I think it was just the chair. Just the chair. Yeah, it's that thing where you sort of look like you're humping the chair and you're yeah yeah. yeah yeah, and you out there in this front happens of everybody. To,
2: yeah. I go get pedicures occasionally and they'll put the massage chair on for you and then you're trying to hold your feet still <laughs> while it's like throwing your lower body around <laughs> –
0: it's really terrible. Do you, do you, I wish they didn't. Oh wait, yeah. Uh, this isn't the this isn't the massage where it's a person. He did the massage chair. Chair. Yeah. Oh, like okay. the vibrating. chair. I was thinking the one where you stick your face.
2: No, this is like when you walk past. Um, uh, what is that place called? Brookstone, Brookstone or something? And they have them all out front to try and sell you a two thousand dollars. They have a
0: massage chair, chair at the at, at your pedicure.
2: Place? Yeah, yeah. You sit in the these big leather chairs
0: and huh. soak your feet. Huh. that's insane cuz yeah you, you, it it literally shakes you. And th- you should try it sometime. I bet they'd give you half off. Uh, <laughs> see? See? I only have 3 toes on the other foot, so Oh,
2: wow. Even better. Yeah,
0: so I'm, I'm I should only be paying 30%. 70% off. And for them yeah. having to look at that foot, I, I don't know. I might pay full price, I think. <laughs> just for them having to look at it. I'm used to it, but they shouldn't have to see it. Um but that uh the phenomenon that he was talking about I mean, Meredith, you're you're very slender, but but does it shake your gut out there too? Yeah, yeah, it gives you a little bowlful of jelly effect. <laughs> then I'm definitely it's pretty not uncomfortable. Doing it. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, and Andrew's very uncomfortable with all that. That's no surprise. Uh, right. Um. They decide to take the scenic route to Seattle, which ends up uh, kind of being a bad idea because Luke refuses to give Andrew directions at any point. And it's a, it's sort of a difficult route. I mean, you do have to really pay attention. I know it really, really well. Cause I used to live, uh, super near the airport. Yeah, that's right. Don't be jealous. Um, and, and I would take that route into Seattle all the time. Uh, but there are about three or four critical turns of which they make maybe one of those turns and every other time they have to, you know turn around go back or whatever
1: because luke was giving the oh you should have turned there <laughs> yeah, direction that's,
0: that's great yeah yeah thanks super helpful guy who's never been down in that area but um before they get to the actual good part of that route i mean it's there are some industrial parts and some sleazy parts on that route but for the most part it's a pleasant little drive but um just when you're getting started um Andrew was pointing out the uh, airport Denny's that he once uh, went in and was disappointed in the food quality.
2: Gosh, really?
1: <laughs> and he's den- known for their. His standards are not high, so if he's disappointed,
0: they changed the sausages. Let's get down to brass tacks. That's. I mean, that's all he really cares about. If, to make them healthier. <laughs> if they hadn't changed the sausages, he would have been fine. They could have served. They could have served. Uh, eggs with beaks in them and it wouldn't have bothered him <laughs> Yep. but change the sausage on andrew that's you can't do that um the the luke's t- tells a story of uh the mummy's older brother who had a car called the cat killer um i know meredith you probably um wouldn't care for that i was fella. not happy about that yeah Mm-mm-mm.
2: do you believe it no
0: yeah i don't believe it either i believe he may have accidentally run over a cat and then just tried to own it tried to say like yeah i meant to do that you know, kind of like the equivalent of the cat that runs into the screen door and then, uh, you know, right tries to oh, play yeah, it yeah. off I was doing this on purpose. <laughs> uh, so he, this guy, this Broham um, tells Luke that he if he if he spins his car the right way, when he hit T-bones another car, he can like leave his car undamaged. So sure. mummy's older brother. Is it a surprise that mummy's older brother is also full of completely full of shit?
2: No, <laughs> not at all.
0: Um, so they finally park. Uh, they're going to Ebbets Field Flannels, which is a great place, by the way. Um,
1: Boy, this parking in Seattle is apparently really complicated.
0: It's, uh, you know, it's that area. There's a lot of there's a lot of there are a lot of restrictions and you really got to read the signs. Sometimes you know how um, there there's usually just a, a, there's a sign that'll list the parking restrictions. It'll be uh, rectangular and, you know. Um <clears throat> it 'll have like three or four things on it, well, in Seattle, a lot of times, and I think probably in in even bigger cities like New York, there are two of them laid end to end because there are so many hourly mm. restrictions and daily restrictions mm. and holidays and and all that on there so hey, you do have to pay attention and andrew 's really paranoid about it because he 's andrew uh and Luke is not at all concerned. <laughs>
2: Because he's Luke. (laughs) And you know what Luke said? He said, oh, you get a ticket. I'll just pay for it, which (laughs) is demonstrably untrue. (laughs) (laughs) You don't pay your tickets. you will absolutely not pay it.
0: (laughs) You don't pay your tickets. I don't think you're paying my ticket. No. So, yeah, there's not a lot of trust there, or at least there shouldn't be. And so they're sitting there and they're um, looking looking at hats on their phone, on, on Luke's phone, and I th- they seem to be kind of either, I think, either filling the podcast space because they know they have to do an hour or something, uh, but also they seem to be like c- cop watching, like waiting for waiting for the cop to go by so that they can, you know, get more time. You know what I mean? Because like once the cop goes by, and I know that in Seattle, at least they used to a lot of times mark tires. Mm-hmm. And so they know, you know, when they were. Buy or whatever, and then when they come back, they know, Oh, this my mark's here. This car's been here longer than 30 minutes, so tow it. So I don't know if that's what they were doing, but they were in the car for a while. Then they go to the store and it's closed <laughs> like for it's one day, like the, it's been in that location forever, and they're moving to another location and they're closed for I think just that one day. And it, because they're moving. They were moving. and uh, they, The odds of it were pretty incredible of that well, being the Luke, day.
1: Luke says that he checked. He checked to make sure that what their hours were and that mm-hmm. they would be open. But clearly he did not look at their website because it or was call them. plastered on the top of their website <laughs> that they were oh. moving on that day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we find out that Andrew wants a hat with a with an insect on it but doesn't want to have to explain it, so he's not going to buy it because future Andrew might not be able to explain the history of the Salt Lake City Bees or the Baltimore Crickets, um, the 1939 paneled Baltimore Cricket hat that he had on. That would be really <laughs> embarrassing as if someone identified your hat properly and then you told them, no, no, that's a cricket.
1: <laughs> so... Mike, how do you feel about hat posers? Are you allowed to just find a hat that you like and wear it or do you have to know the history behind the team?
0: I think you I think you should know the the team and the era. Um, okay. I don't think you should have to know anybody who played, managed, whatever. If it's a cool hat, just just know, just know that, you know, this was the, the Brandon Wheat Kings, you know, and it was uh, 1985. Just just know okay. that. That's all you got to know, and and Luke gave him good advice on that. You know, it's a cool hat. I like it. Fuck off.
2: <laughs> do people really like challenge you on what your hat? I think
0: is? Uh, hardcore Ebbets people, Ebbets type people, mm. might mm. want to do that. But you know, uh, then you you have the right to punch them in the nose. So at least that's well,
1: I. Fun. Like any good TBTL listener, I, I went to the Ebbets website so that I could look at the hats too, and I do question the inclusion of the Atlanta Crackers.
0: Ah. <laughs> well, is it racist if it's if it's against white people?
1: Right. Well, there were the Atlanta Crackers, and apparently, when I looked it up on Wikipedia, there were also the Atlanta Black Crackers.
0: That's a Ooh. That doesn't seem possible, but the tables have turned. <laughs>
1: yeah, nobody actually knows what the crackers are for. It may not be for for white
0: oh there may have been a firecrackers or 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 like um it could be a cracker factory you know it could have been like a cracker town exactly you know you never know but
1: still they did have a t-shirt that said atlanta crackers on it and i I don't know if i'd be willing to get into that with Mm. somebody
0: yeah Mm. i I think the guys in that band you talked about last week oh yeah should wear should wear those shirts (laughs) oh sure the hiccup guys um andrew gets off a good line he likes the lids of restaurants he doesn't want to go to the Field restaurants because he 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 won't know what to order because it might have something creamy or (laughs) cheesy or delicious in it so he sticks to the lids of of restaurants which are like your denny's where you just you get your shitty sausages and and then complain about it later on a podcast
1: i'm much more i'm more with luke about that because he he talks about he's restricted himself so much on on calories and what kind of calories that he can eat that if he's going to make a splurge he wants it to count and he wants it to be something good i'm not mm-hmm. wasting yeah. those calories on denny's
2: yeah
0: mm-hmm. i agree yeah I, I go both ways i mean I, I i you know i'm gonna enjoy going to this uh new new salad restaurant in austin tomorrow but uh i i won't lie to you um since i've been Starting to drive with my left foot, um, twice I've uh, made runs to Arby's for beef and cheddar. So.
1: <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that.
0: <laughs> That's my lids. Uh, email about basketball story. This is my note, and I don't even remember it. What
2: Oh, the basketball kid. The basketball kid. Oh in my his neighborhood. God. Oh God,
0: went and talked to this child.: Can can one of you recap that? It deserves recapping.
1: So it was this neighbor kid. It's this 12-year-old neighbor kid, 7th grader, who is out playing basketball by himself. And Luke sees himself in this child. And I can only assume that he's trying to reconnect to his childhood. And he's essentially grooming this child, right?
0: Uh, He wants to? I guess. Um, I mean,
1: he he doesn't have any molester ideas about it but he's out there talking to the kid and asking him about himself and trying to make a connection and why is he doing this it's I I was listening to this thing and I know that Luke has no ill intentions but I was just horrified
0: speaking as um, someone who as a kid had a basketball hoop um, attached to my house at the driveway and I shot baskets Almost year round, like even when it was freezing and my fingers were freezing, I'd be out there shooting baskets. Um, No one ever did this, and had they done it, uh, not only would I have thought it was weird, especially if they couldn't even shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm out there. I'm hitting shots because you know this is my home court. I, I know, I know how how far I need to get. I mean, I know where the dead spots are. I know where I'm shooting from a low area from a high area luke just goes out there and he's basically standing in a hole so he's probably you know the hoop's 15 feet high instead of 10 and he just throws up two hopeless air balls if some guy had just come along and thrown up a couple air balls and started asking me questions about me sleeping with my basketball and how tall i was or whatever i mean i would have been i would i mean first of all i was scared of adults i didn't like talking to them. um but i would have been nice and respectful and whatever like sounds like this kid was i probably would not have told my parents about it and no. if, if but if they had found out about it they were like now who is this asshole again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: i was taught not to talk to strangers and i was a very literal kid so there was a time when i was playing out in my front yard and this nice lady walked by and just said hello to mm-hmm. me you know just like as a human and i said i'm not
0: allowed to talk to strangers oh, god <laughs> And she thought, what a little cunt. <laughs> like, what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello. She probably told everybody, hey, don't talk to that little yeah. shit down the street. What a oh, And the
2: the whole time we were talking about this, or Luke was talking about this, I'm thinking, is he not listening to In the Dark? Exactly. And then they went He's on not. to talk about In the Dark. He's
0: not. I don't think he does. Don't do this. <laughs> right. I, I think everybody, who all the TVTL listeners now who are into In the Dark, and I, I'll include uh, Emily, in this, I mean, she's it took her down. I mean, she's all, all kinds of uh, true crime stuff now. Like it's yeah. all I hear when she's walking by. It's like, you know, murder, this abduction. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks, no thanks. Oh, oh, there's there's this one. Um, it's a lady who all she taught. It's called the vanish, I think, or the vanishing vanish podcast. And it's it's sort of an amateur podcast, but she has. Um, she's gotten herself some sponsors, and one of them is like um uh the sleep number mattress people or whatever mm-hmm. and she because she 's not really a pro yet and she has a really flat delivery, she will be talking about some just horrific crime and then and then just quickly transition into her mattress spot like <laughs> she'll be saying um something like uh as as she as she uh bled out in the trunk. Of her ex husband's car, she could hear her daughter being raped in the back seat. How are you? How? And then she'll she'll say, uh, um, "Are you getting a good night's sleep?" And,
2: well, <laughs> not after that story. Well,
0: <laughs> my sleep number is terrified. So. <laughs> Anyway, uh yeah, the true crime stuff. Crazy. And yeah, I don't think Luke's listening to that. I think he's been too busy. I think the rest the rest of uh T V world is all wrapped up in it, but Luke is is just accosting people and kids in driveways. So.
1: <laughs> I as an adult, you should never try to strike up a friendship with a child. There's
2: gonna <laughs> be a strange child. Yes. No. If
1: there's gonna be some sort of relationship there, it has to be initiating by the child or by the parents of the child. I think that's the only
0: way right. that it can go. You you just you can't you can't be doing that, Luke. If you want to be a big brother, sign up.
2: Yep. Yeah. You know?
0: They'll take they'll, Go coach basketball. They'll, yeah, exactly. You'll make a connection with all the kids when you coach the team and it'll be in front of witnesses so everyone <laughs> <laughs> you won't do anything fishy. It's
2: not a one on one in the driveway.
0: Oh God. Uh, so I'm done with Tuesday if y'all are.
2: All right. Wednesday, twenty-two thirty-two. This is my face. This is my baadi. Luke is in New York for Livewire. He's at the Parker Meridian Hotel, um, pretty close to Central Park, and he's spying on a maintenance man who's up on a roof looking at his phone. Uh, he explains right away how much he loves this new salad place called Chopped. I hate. Just... I
1: hate the way they spell it. C H O P T. Oh yeah, no! That's just that's that's
2: wrong. Oh no! Yeah. I object.
0: Chopped. Yeah.
2: Even if it's a good salad, that is the worst name. Yep. Um, Luke kind of panic ordered because there was a line behind him and he said, Oh, jalapenos, jalapenos. (laughs) And now he loves jalapenos on a salad. I, I went through a phase where I was putting them on every sandwich I made. I was doing yellow peppers and uh, like pickled jalapenos. Mm -hmm. It was super good. Yeah. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Um, Luke talks about seeing a CBS video of himself from back in February where he looks like Lou Dobbs and this is bringing us back to the conversation about hating photos of yourself Mm -hmm. and I just you know nobody hates photos of themselves more than themselves right Mm -hmm. like (laughs) no one else thinks of all the picking picky little things that you hate about yourself and notice no one else is noticing that I'm sure if we saw this video we'd be like oh yeah that's Luke
1: yeah, well wasn't it from um I want to say it was from Race to Alaska. Yeah, and it, it was like when he was in Alaska and yeah, there was that picture of him with the fish and he looked totally skinny in that picture. So I don't know what he's talking about.
2: He's being too hard on himself. Yep. Um and he was trying to get the, that section of tape removed from the story. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and he finally realized it's probably just because he doesn't like the way he looks in it. It's not that that tape is useless or
0: stupid. I, I think if you are honest when you make the request, I think they should they should uh, honor that. You know, if you sure. don't try to make up some bullshit like, well, it's, there's a little factual error and uh, it's 39 to 45 right there. Just say, <laughs> do we really need this to drive the story? yeah. <laughs> I, I think I look like a fucking walrus. Uh, 39 to 45. Could we just lose yeah. that, please? <laughs>
2: Um, they talk a little bit about a uh, meetup in New York with Bobby, which, as you're listening to this, has already happened. I'm sure it was a great time. Mm-hmm. And then the top story for today is that Bill Murray's getting the Mark Twain Prize at the Kennedy Center, and he is unimpressed. He doesn't care about being famous, doesn't care about this award, and he'd rather be at the Cubs
0: game. I didn't know, what this, uh, I didn't know about this award. Is this like a Lifetime Achievement Award, and is it yeah, only I think for comedy? Yeah, it's like the
2: or? Comedy Award. Yeah.
1: yeah don't, like Tina Fey has gotten it. Don't they show it on PBS? They record it, and then sometime, probably during sweeps week, they'll show it on PBS.
2: Yeah, I
0: think so. It sounds fun, but he doesn't want to go, though. He doesn't want to participate.
2: Yeah, he's super uninterested in being famous. Mm -hmm. He's uninterested in the attention and the awards. He doesn't really care about it. Um, And Luke talks about an article in Washington Post by Jeff Edgers. Um, I went and looked this up, and... I was immediately annoyed because the title is so clickbaity. It's Mm. called, I tried to reach Bill Murray for weeks. Here's what happened when he finally called me back. Yeah, I read it too. And also this guy's, yeah, this guy's last three articles are about Bill Murray.
1: (laughs) He's got a theme. Murray on my mind.
2: Yep. Um,
0: I I don't know why people are allowed to write stories about um, when someone doesn't call them back. I mean, like, should I write a story? a story
2: about a non (laughs) Right, should I start writing stories
0: about girls I tried to date? you know, we just never, never called I'd read back. that.
2: Yeah, there's an audience for that. Mm-hmm. And so then he talks about how Bill Murray doesn't have a manager, a publicist or an assistant. He has a 1-800 number and a voicemail. Mm-hmm. So he can choose to call you back if he wants to. I kind of like that. Uh, the whole time they were talking about this,
1: my reaction was, is there a substantive discussion in this? Cause, because all it seemed is that they were reading the article
2: yeah, and commenting on it. And I I think the answer to your question is no, but this is all they talked about on Wednesday. Yeah, (laughs) Like, almost all they talked Mm -hmm. about. And I got a little confused. I didn't read the actual article, but I got kind of confused in their discussion. They were talking about how Jeff Edgers was trying to call him, and then Ted Melfi was trying to call him to do St. Vincent, and then they were talking about that movie, and then they were talking about Meatballs. I don't know. Bill Murray doesn't care about being famous, and Luke, again, resolves to be more like...
0: Bill Murray and Luke was beating himself up over wearing a Cleveland Indians ball cap when he was uh, ten years old. <laughs> so he can beat himself up over almost anything.
2: Speaking of that, we get an email from Mike about Ebbets Field flannels. How
0: about that? Contributing some some real content to the show.
2: And that you miss Jen. <laughs>
0: right. I have to but get that doesn't? in just to make sure Andrew feels shitty. <laughs>
2: That's what I thought. <laughs> We get an email from Michael also about getting stuff sent uh, from Amazon. Uh, I haven't had this problem, but I haven't really tried to get my Amazon stuff sent to me while I'm traveling. That sounds like a terrible idea to do it when you're a moving target. Yeah. Just asking for trouble.
1: No, I'm too too organized to ever get into a situation where I have to have something Amazon
2: primed to me at a hotel. Yeah, that sounds like a logistical nightmare, actually. Um, and then I forget how we got in this, but something about the dolls, the, cr- the crazy cult people who tried to take over a town. Was that a documentary that Luke was watching?
0: Uh, there's, there's been a lot of media about that. The Rajneesh Purim, I think. Um,
1: yeah. was, it, was it a forensic files?
0: Yeah. I th- yeah. I've, I think I think I have seen a, the forensic files on that one. But uh, it was such a big deal. I think there have been, you know, like major network news pieces on it and stuff. It's, but uh, yeah, I'm. The the whole show on Wednesday, uh, not their best work.
2: Yeah, there wasn't much going on. Mike, do you want to skip back? I forgot to uh,
0: ask you about your salad experience. Oh, um, my salad experience at the new restaurant in Austin? I don't know. You have it in your notes. Oh, uh, I was just wanted to uh, make sure that everyone knows that I'm going to, not chopped, uh, but (laughs) I can't think of the name of this joint. Didn't I put Um, it in the slack?
1: Was that what it was?
0: It's, uh, it's something like that, but it's, it, they, it, when Emily told me about it, she was like, it's just salads or whatever. And she, and she thought I would like be, Oh, screw that or whatever. But you know, I get down with the salad. I just, I like options other than that. And then I did see on the menu where there were some sandwiches, but, um, I didn't want I don't want to be that guy who's just going to go to the salad place and order a sandwich because we're going with people (laughs) and I'm, you know. So, I got to so at least this first time. My idea was maybe that I would order a salad um and can you look in the look in the um Slack and see what the name of that place was? I think Yeah, I'll it was it right. vinaigrette. Vinaigrette. Okay. So, yeah, you would think there wouldn't be any anything really delicious there because it should be called ranch. <laughs> yeah, vinaigrette <laughs> is the the least delicious of the dressings. Right. So, uh what it, my 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 plan is um is to secretly I mean order a salad one when we're going around the table but secretly have have pre-ordered this amazing uh Cuban sandwich that Mm. they have there and since I have since I have a wheelchair um I can kind of tuck tuck that sandwich in the side I can have the waiter deliver it and I can just (laughs) tuck it inside and then like the people we're going to um brunch with one of them um he's a uh uh I think he's an architect whatever and he's really into graphic design and 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 he's re- he's what okay yeah she's screaming from the other room he's an architect i was okay. right on that uh, <laughs> and, and, hi emily but he's he's really into design and and he he designs restaurants and such and and like i can point out some fixture or something on the other side of the room and then take a huge bite of my my lap sandwich (laughs) and then grab my fork. when everyone turns back act as if i just shoveled a bunch of salad into my mouth and Mm -hmm. said oh this is delicious salad so Mm, i feel um, like this
1: is foolproof this plan yeah
0: yeah (laughs) so yeah that my my salad experience tomorrow i'm hoping to have a lap sandwich and (laughs) and some kind of really since i'm really not going to be eating the salad i'm going to order like the healthiest you know, like yeah. Gonna,
2: okay, we well, need a full report. This is this is going to be top story next week. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've, or maybe I mean the ordering the whole ordering the secret lap sandwich seems a little fraught. So I may just bring in. You can my call own. ahead. Yeah, I'm but, not
2: really.
1: I'm not really thrilled with the term lap sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: okay. making me think about, of
2: other things.
0: How About wheelchair sandwich? Maybe. Mm-hmm.
2: You'll garner a lot of Handy sympathy. Sandwich? Like you can do whatever the hell you want right now.
0: Differently abled sandwich (laughs) (laughs) Yeah So that's uh, That's my plan At Vinaigrette Um, All right, Uh, Thursday, no offense Donovan Debate talk Uh, The debate was Wednesday night And it was predictably ridiculous Um, Luke is wandering around New York um, Having quite a few adventures Getting parts of the debate here or there um uh, I think a partially homeless barfly offered to share earbuds with Luke.
2: <laughs> that's a little too intimate,
0: yep <laughs> to listen to the debate uh that was interesting um because they say you know New York hard to make friends, cold city, but that guy was wanting to get in,
2: yeah, but it didn't work.
0: No, it didn't work. Luke wasn't quite ready for that i mean he's he's loving the city again, uh t- using tunity to um I guess it's a program where you can point at a TV with your phone and it, it gives you the audio from that TV. And they were both pretty mm-hmm. excited about that. Um, it, so, it sounds like cool technology and something I probably would have taken advantage of a lot more when I used to go out and do stuff. <laughs> but at this point, I guess I would just point it at the TV because Emily's asleep, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So well, I thought hey, this
1: whole debate went – or this whole discussion went much better. Once they got the right name for it, yeah, it's the, Once they realized tunify? it was Tunity and not Tunify, because i had already did. It sound like I know. Tuni- yeah, I had already searched in the app store for it, and I
0: was like, I too. What?
2: What the hell? <laughs> and it does sound like it has something to do with tuna.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. when it's when it's Tunify, it, especially because you're like, oh well, uh, how much if I'm going to Tunify this salad? Uh, is it another three dollars? Turn anything into a fish sandwich right. right you can get a chicken for two or you can tunify it for, for yeah. three dollars <laughs> Andrew wants to use the technology to, to eavesdrop he wants to point it at people and figure out what they're listening to which is interesting
1: this is the, that's a wee bit unscrupulous <laughs> I would say
0: especially because you know some people um, I I know of a mailman that likes to listen to porn so it could be <laughs> yeah someone who Ooh. just likes the audio version of it so um Andrew uh Andrew uh North Nobbs North of Burrito Shop he used to live up live up in New Hampshire in the Nobbs district uh he <laughs> screwed up um again when he said that Soto meant south of downtown in Seattle it actually means south of the dome which no longer exists it's south of the kingdome which they blew up when they uh, went to build the new Seahawks stadium. So uh, Luke didn't correct him, uh, but I am. So Luke should have known that. Uh,
1: Doesn't every city have a Soto?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, because they all have a south of downtown, but in particular, Seattle's is south of the Dome. So um, Luke goes into 60 Minutes offices, which sounds pretty fucking awesome. I would have loved Mm -hmm. to have seen those. I mean, talk about the history of that show. It'd be amazing to go in there, Uh, and the mic smells like Leslie Stahl's rouge.
1: (laughs) He really. uh, I hope he got to go by Andy Rooney's office so he can see
2: where he's (laughs) going to land. Yeah.
0: Uh, Talk about not caring what you look like. (laughs) Andy Rooney, let let go and let God. Got all that eyebrow. (laughs) Yeah, the runaway eyebrow and tendril. You could pull the mic in closer. Eyebrow, please pull the mic in. (laughs) Um, Carrie and Andrew both are at work on Luke's uh, super possession where he has a moment in a city or uh, the wilderness where he's having such a good time that he has to then make his whole life about getting back to that moment or having, you know, living in Winthrop or Port Townsend or Bellingham or New York. Uh, I think at this point, Carrie has probably earned the right to stay in that house that they've worked so hard on in Bellingham. Mm-hmm. It probably really <laughs> yeah. pisses her off when he, when he hints at moving one inch out of that house.
2: Yeah. Please let's not ever do this again.
0: <laughs> right. and uh,
1: Yeah, this is a concept that I, I don't
2: identify with at
1: all. Usually I can see where Luke's coming from, even if I don't agree with it. But this, I just never, I have never tried to take a moment and possess it for all Mm -hmm. time. So this Mm -hmm. is a very interesting um, thought process. I can
2: identify with Carrie here because Duff does this all the time. Anytime we go anywhere, he does exactly the Luke thing Mm -hmm. of let's figure out how we can live here. Mm -hmm. And I could totally live here. And this is great. And it's like, no, you're on vacation. If you had to, you know, commute here, you wouldn't like it. If you had to buy a house here, you wouldn't like Mm it. We're on
0: vacation. It's not the same as real life. Well, I know when I first set foot in Kyle and got covered in insects <laughs> that <laughs> this was my destiny. I had to be here. And you know, um if y'all could just be here as it, as it's turned to fall and all the insects have turned um turned lovely shades. I mean, yeah. It's, it's amazing. So
1: Well, you're recapturing your moment every day. <laughs>
0: We really are. Every time I open the door, and four insects fly right into my face, uh, it's, I'm, I'm recapturing it every day. And yeah, you, you can't you can't drag me out of Kyle. Now I'm like you now, Anne. Uh, this is it. This mm-hmm. is it for me. And I know Emily feels the same way. Um, the, Luke sees Katie Nolan from Garbage Time in a bar, and has a long internal conversation about whether to. Bother her, and eventually he makes the right decision and calls yes. Andrew the Jiminy Cricket, uh, Jiminy Walsh, <laughs> Jiminy Walsh. Uh, and and Andrew doesn't like it because he thinks that like he's putting a limiter on Luke. But um, it's this is a good thing.
2: He needs that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. It's a good. He needs a little Walsh on his shoulder. Right. He needs he needs a a, a shy uh, person on his shoulder saying uh, mm-hmm. bad idea. Um, the Puerto Rico plan. Luke is most excited about being able to watch the Seahawks uh, with without using Tunity uh, because it's the featured game on Sunday night, so I'm sure that it'll be playing somewhere uh, and he'll be able to to actually um, sit and watch a Seahawks game while he's on the road without um, uh, some club music playing in the background instead of the announcers. Andrew somehow gets Bartman played. So now we're doing Bartman level donors. Can we go
1: back to what a piece of work is man? Seriously.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Boy, I can't. uh, I guess, and you'll go over over it on Friday. I don't know if they did Bartman again. I can't remember. Yeah, Um, they did. Yeah, we got to get rid of that. Oh, because, yeah, Mason. (laughs) Top story. Bush letter to Clinton. I've been talking about this for a while. It's like it wasn't that long ago when you could be respectful to the other party. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to be like that guy's an asshole and I want to kill him. No, he's just a guy running for the office you want who happens to disagree with you about some things. So let's be nice to each other. So um, yeah, it's uh, it seems like a million years ago, but it was not that long ago that you could actually be civil to each other. Um, then there's mm-hmm. then there's some of the strangest talk uh, <laughs> of 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 some of the uh, anti-sex. Um, training that they would do at Jesus Creek, including the hand grenade sex ladder. Uh, I
2: still don't know why it's called a hand grenade.
0: And you Mm -hmm. do a lot of research on stuff like this on the show. Did you find anything or were you afraid that to get a, did you, did you go incognito to, or I mean,
1: (laughs) (laughs) no, well, we had uh, this, a thread of this on the, the clip show about school where we played a clip where Jen Mm -hmm. and Luke referenced the, purity ladder and so yeah. i did some research but i couldn't find anything that seemed um to be what they were talking about exactly i don't know where the hand grenade comes in
0: I, like uh, eventually something explodes in your hand i mean
2: <laughs> i guess that's true
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that that'd be a wouldn't be the worst outcome you know um luke Mm-mm. luke wouldn't have been a teen father if right. if he just stuck with the hand grenade um I don't know that, that then the duct tape uh, virtue ritual that was they took a piece of duct tape and they just kept passing it around the room and they would apply it to their what their forearm
2: or something. Something.
0: Oh, uh, Kids don't really have any hair on their forearm so they probably did that and then eventually it loses loses enough where it just doesn't stick to somebody and that's something to do and with that's the,
1: a metaphor for a woman's purity.
0: That's that's so weak and stupid. Um Luke uh puts up a defense of the Korean smoking chimp. <laughs> Do
2: you really got to pick a side here on that, Luke?
0: I I what he was saying was not the most illogical thing I've ever heard. Um No. But why?
2: Right. Yeah. But why? <laughs> it's not <laughs> It's not good. And he's just it's not a good thing for arguing sake. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he just had to
0: to be uh, oppositional. But yeah. I, I don't think they took it to the conclusion that um like okay, the, this chimp is smoking now in in a shitty zoo in Korea and uh it's wrong and they should stop it and let's say they do stop it. Well, now I mean that poor chimp, he doesn't mm-hmm. understand he doesn't understand. Well, it
2: doesn't know what it's doing. You could give it a stick and have it do the same exact thing, yeah. and it wouldn't notice. Yeah,
0: But, I mean, what if it is addicted to the nicotine?
1: Well, they be. kept saying that because it it doesn't inhale, yeah. it's not addicted. Mm. And I, I don't smoke. I don't know how that works, but that seems a little
2: hinky to me. You're getting some, I mean, yeah. You could probably absorb some yeah. of it through the surfaces in your mm-hmm.
0: mouth. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't want to put up a defense of Luke's defense of the smoking chimp, but I just feel bad for the chimp if they, if they go cold turkey. You know, Maybe they just give him yeah. a couple smokes a day for a while.
2: Or give it a patch.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I guess you'd have
2: to... Some Nicorette gum.
0: Yeah, put it on his back. I feel bad for so all the animals in this zoo. I feel bad for everyone in North Korea. Yeah. And what about the other animals with the secondhand smoke from the chimp? Oh, I mean, yeah. that's not nice. That's a good point. They, they're probably getting cancer.
2: Luke just wants that chimp to be just like him. He wants to give it a drink and a roulette table. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> right. Make it happy, you know. It's going to be in captivity. Might as, well, might, as well, uh, might as well have a good time. Indulge. Uh, the, the cutest thing of the whole week is that Olive now sleeps in Rudy's uh, crate. Adorable. Yeah, They are so cute together. Some of those oh, photos are just uh-huh. heart-melting.
2: I could have pictures like that, but Eddie
0: chases the cats around, so they don't want to sleep <laughs> with him. It's really disappointing. And, and the thing, yeah, and also black black dogs don't photograph as well as white dogs. That, that's why mm-hmm. we found out that um, black dogs don't get adopted as quickly because they don't Aww. photograph as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's true for cats too. It
0: sucks because they're so yeah. cute, and mm-hmm. Eddie Eddie does photograph because he's such a weird looking. Yeah, but sometimes guy.
2: it's hard to. You, it's hard to pick out any features unless it's very brightly lit because
0: he (laughs) just sort of looks like a black blob in photos but he's such an unusual shape though he is distinctive you know he does
2: well yeah he's got shoulders that are about twice as wide (laughs) as the rest of his
0: torso yeah i'm 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 totally in love with your dogs by the way yeah um we get a voicemail from bob stein saying that he immediately forgets everything Uh i hear
1: you bob (laughs) sometimes i look back at my notes and i'm like oh that's
2: what happened okay or I'll look back at my notes and go, I don't know why I wrote that.
0: Yeah, I think most of my notes from Wednesday, I don't. I, <laughs> I look at it and go, nope, I, no. Yeah, that's not same. triggering. Sometimes anything.
2: I have to listen twice.
0: Yeah, I think I listen to most of Wednesday twice. just to, And I would look at my notes and go, oh, yeah, okay. all right right. Um, but yeah, Bob, don't don't worry. If you're not actually no. taking notes, yeah, it's it all gets away from me. And thanks for the shout-out, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, then there's a weird voicemail. I should have said Bob Stein voicemail. I, th- I th- maybe said email, but it's a voicemail from Bob Stein. Then a voicemail uh, about in someone doing some sort of an accent about spotting Andrew somewhere in the Wallingford neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were confused
1: about this, but this was one hundred percent a crocodile hunter accent. Yeah, it had to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think that's what the what the person was going for. Um, why they played it? <laughs> that's not sure. Not sure. That's all I got.
1: All right, Friday, 2234 Everyday Profiteroles, Uh, we welcome Aaron Mason back to the show. Andrew just snuck that right in on us. No advance warning.
0: Yeah, that's the only way they got me to listen.
1: (laughs) They start with a breakdown of the last Andrew and Aaron uh, hosted show and talk a little bit about how that went and um, what they're going to bring to the table as, as far as energy levels go. And then abandon those <laughs> right. resolutions immediately.
0: It was, it was I, much better though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was definitely. a pretty good show. I liked it.
1: Yep. Uh, Andrew has garbage anxiety <laughs> and I, I, I identify with this. I, I think so. I don't have the same kind of garbage anxiety that he has where he's worried about not being able to fit the garbage and having garbage overflow. I have the fear that um, my garbage can is going to blow over during the day when I'm away mm. and that it will blow across the street. Or mm. um, most of my neighbors put the cans out the night before, and I never do because I don't want it to
0: fall over in the middle of the night. And oh, really? So there. you have to remember it's in scary. the early morning to go out and do it? Because our guys come yeah, so but, early.
1: but I I leave for work at like
2: uh, 7.15. So I think I, sometimes our guys they come. They don't come that early.
0: Even earlier, it seems like, than that.
2: I've missed it. Sometimes I forget to put it out the night before, mm-hmm. and I've missed it in the morning. They come at you know, 7 or 6.30 sometimes.
1: And I was I was talking to a neighbor once. I don't know how we got talking about garbage cans, but I mentioned that, that I, I didn't take it out. And she's like, oh, I know, because she's a, a garbage depositor. She When she can't fit all her own, she goes around the neighborhood and she uses other people's <laughs> garbage cans the night before. Mm. Oh. Which I don't have a problem with. I'm not into they, – they bring up the um, the dog poop at the end mm-hmm. of this discussion and how do you feel about someone putting a bag of dog poop in your trash can. I would have to say I'm not thrilled about that, but I, you know, it is what I, it is. I have
2: very mixed feelings about that. I have done it occasionally, um, but I try not to, and I wouldn't put it in an empty yes. one. Yes. Absolutely not. I have put them in like dumpsters when a house is being renovated. I'll just mm-hmm. rocket it over the edge yeah. and throw it in. Because who cares about that? Um, but if I have like you know, I've got two dogs now, and sometimes <laughs> there's a lot, and sometimes my hands are full. It's like, well, sorry, this is going to go in the trash. It's better than it being on the
0: grass. Yeah, but do you do um, do you do the look around first? Do you do a little? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and Definitely. and if someone was looking at you, would you not do it?
2: No way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Me too. I'm in that boat. I used to walk.
2: Can you imagine just looking somebody in the eye and throwing something <laughs> in their trash, and throwing dog poop in their trash? Just lock
0: eyes with them. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, I used to walk uh, our other dogs a lot. The dogs we used to have, and and man, they would take some sizable poops, and mm-hmm. and yeah, I would always be looking for some way to not be carrying it around for another mile.
2: Yeah, if they go at the beginning of a walk, it's like oh, I don't yeah, exactly. carry this the whole rest of the way. <laughs> Well they
1: have a long discussion about this that's full of details about the former upstairs neighbors and who gets to park in the driveway and who's responsible. That was really hard to, to follow. Take the- <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of unnecessary details to that story I thought mm-hmm. but the upshot yeah. of it all is that uh Andrew missed garbage day today. He did not get the cans out <laughs> and he's future tripping because it's just going to kill him <laughs> for the next 2 weeks because um it's every other fortnightly <laughs> recycling. Mm-hmm. So he's got to wait two weeks before the recycling gets picked up. And um, he's just sort of obsessing over the idea of the cans not, not fitting all the Mason tells
2: stuff. him to like, chill out about these things that you can't control. And Andrew's like, yeah, okay, I will in about the least convincing way possible. He's I, not going to chill out. About no,
1: this. I, I thought Aaron was very sensible about the whole thing and had some really good advice. And it was clear that Andrew was going to take none of the advice. Yeah, yeah. Like he just he wasn't interested in any solutions to his problem. He was just interested in, in being upset about it.
2: Yeah. And, and, and when he suggested you take it to the dump, he he Andrew said he didn't want to go through yesterday's garbage <laughs> today, which is kind of a weak. if you're going to be that stressed about it. Bite the bullet and mm-hmm. sort your garbage and take it to the thing. That was. And I know, it's not after sorting we the garbage. Thing about how he loves going to the dump. Yeah.
0: It's it's only sorting the recycling. Uh, yeah. You didn't have to sort the garbage and and yeah. If you look at uh, like what's in our recycling right now, you, you can you know maybe I put some gloves on, but uh, I mean it's not nah. disgusting. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's not too gross.
1: So they recap the Al Smith charity dinner for the Catholic Charity. And Aaron wants to do a politics roundup. Um, for a couple of points, he thinks that um, the people who are saying about how the system has been broken are incorrect because the system actually works, and these are the candidates we deserve. I don't think it's quite so black and white. I think there's a lot of subverting the system. But I'm, I guess I'm, I'm not a I'm not a Bernie bro either. I I don't think that that was stolen or anything from him, but. Um, and the thing that I liked that he said was that regardless of how you feel about Hillary, she has taken more crap over the last 30 years than anyone.
0: That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: And if you, if you don't like her, if you think she's the devil, whatever, you at least have to respect her toughness. Mm hmm. Even back to the time when she was the first lady and she had to wear the stupid headbands and give the cookie recipe, which (laughs) it's clear to us now that she had zero interest in doing. She played that role. She sucked it up. She took all the garbage that everybody threw at her for all these years. So um, they agree that they are now looking forward to voting for Hillary.
0: As far as these being the candidates we deserve, I think that's there's two sides to that i feel like as individuals uh you and uh meredith me uh the lrb family all of our listeners tbtl listeners um i don't feel like these are the candidates we deserve but Mm-mm. as a country where we are the amount of dummies and jerkwads and idiots that are running around i think we're getting exactly mm-hmm. what we deserve yeah but on a macro level, yes, we deserve. On a micro level, like m- me and and all all my friends and all and anyone within the sound of this voice and the and the voices of our overlords, Luke and Andrew, we don't deserve this bullshit. <laughs> no.
1: And what do they say that democracy is the absolute worst political system except for every other system?
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: Uh, in today's top story, we learn that Seahawks place kicker Stephen uh has been having his name spelled wrong by everybody, including himself, since he was in college. And as Andrew explained several times, it's not the Hauschka that's being incorrectly spelled. It's the mm-hmm. Stephen in that he is actually a Stephen with a PH instead of a V. And apparently someone just did it wrong in college and he never... Spoke up about it. He just went with it for all these years, and here he is. It, and now he decides to say something about it.
0: I think there are two sides to this. Um, I think either um, he got tired of having two names that people always screwed up <laughs> and just decided, I'll oh, just go with the V because, you know, Christ, I'm tired of explaining both of these names and, and spelling them out. Uh, or I think he, this is a joke, uh, and in, in which case I'm a birther now. <laughs> I'm a Stephen Hauschka birther. Let's see the birth certificate. Yeah, let's see it. Let's see it. I think Stephen Hauschka was born in Kenya. I think he's Muslim.
1: Is he eligible to play in the NFL?
0: He shouldn't be. I'm building a wall around the NFL if I find out that Stephen Hauschka <laughs> is actually lying about where he was born.
1: So Andrew brings up uh, uh, his struggle to rebrand himself. As an Andrew, um, (laughs) because his name is very important to him, and he was an Andy for a lot of his childhood, and he hated it. And I can understand why he associates it with Fat Andy and and getting bullied and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so what did he say? By eighth grade or ninth grade, he successfully transitioned into an Andrew, uh, which was threatened when he worked at the, the writing center and his boss wanted to call him Andy and he was like uh no I we've heard that story before I think that he ended up going with Drew Yeah if I remember correctly because mm. Andy was so unpalatable so while he worked there he was he was Drew and I well, I understand the the effort to rebrand your name because I was Annie all growing oh, up my. everybody called me that. Annie mm. and when I got my first job when I was 16 I decided that it was time to go to Ann because I just thought about answering the phone there and saying, thank you for calling Tacla John's. This is Annie was so unprofessional. <laughs> so I had to, to yeah, go to you Ann. You had to clean that up. I did. Mm-hmm. And Good my job. parents respected that. My mom and dad faithfully started calling me Ann and my siblings uh-huh. did. And, and a lot of my extended family and my high school friends still call me Annie. And my dentist still calls me Annie because mm. <laughs> I've been going to him since I was 12. But um, I, I understand where he's coming from on
2: that. My mother feels so strongly about this, not about the, the diminutive version of a name, that she gave us all names that couldn't be done. You know, we couldn't have nicknames like that. So there's Meredith, Clayton, and Ellen, and you can't diminutize any
0: of those. Well, that, that's interesting you say that, Meredith, because um, my first wife's daughter's name was Meredith, and we called her Mary.
2: Yeah, I only I had one teacher call me that, Um and i hated it. Uh-huh.
0: She, you made, and it, it made because, a face. it was because
2: wasn't because it was a shortening. It was because she couldn't remember Meredith.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, disrespect. I was like
2: that's not that difficult. <laughs> no, it's
0: not. It's not. We called her Meredith when if she was climbing short- her dresser and trying to pull it down on herself or running across the parking <laughs> lot, you know, when she was 4.
2: There are a few people that call me Mare. My dad is one of mm-hmm. them, but my mother would never do that. Yeah. No, my parents
1: felt the same way as your mom in that they named my brother Matthew. And he's always Matthew to them, and they were just distressed when he went to Matt. Mm. And now everyone
2: calls him Matt except for them. Now Duff's brother is named Matt, and he gets called Matty still, and he's like 45. <laughs> by, by
0: just the family or by people? In- I, oh, my. I think it's just the yeah. family. Well, as a Michael, um, definitely have the, the two options. Uh, Mm -hmm. Michael or Mike. And I, uh, my, my, I was Michael to my family until probably mid thirties. And finally I weaned them to Mike because I've always been Mike to everyone else. But when I went to college, there were um, so many guys named Mike in my fraternity that, um, you know, nicknames start happening. Right. Cause uh, and just in my friend group, there was, at least four or five mics and uh so i've started going by my middle name which is andrew and then it got shortened to drew and that's there's my twitter handle is drew McCriz. um so i i answered to mike michael or drew and i was drew i drew like whenever i would call in or write into any show or whatever so
1: yeah now my dad goes by pete because that's how he introduced himself to my mom, because I think he didn't want to tell her that his name was Melvin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he's still he's sticking to Pete.
1: Well, his family calls him Mel or Melvin, and my mom's whole family, and she call him Pete. Wow.
2: There you go. I have an uncle uh, whose given name is Aloysius. Ooh. And he was so embarrassed about that, he wouldn't even tell me what his name was. Until much, much, I only found this out about 10 years ago. He, he went by Ike my whole life, really? but his actual name is Aloysius. Did, any explanation behind Ike? Oh, is that, that a middle name That's thing? your
1: Uncle Ike with the $2 bills. Yes. right, <laughs> And the cool hat.
2: And the cool hat, yeah. Smoking the dube at, at my Aunt Gwen's. Man, situation. that was a massive dupe. <laughs> yeah. That might have been a cigarette. I don't know.
1: Uh, all right. So moving on, uh, Andrew wants to bring up that he's upset at Sheryl Crow's Crammer. As he went to look up every day is a winding road to put it in the newsletter and found out that she wrote every
2: day as one word. And now, before I find out if you guys think this is ridiculous or not, I had the same exact experience. I went and looked this up and I was like, that is not how you write that.
1: Right. This is this is an incorrect usage of this word and and Aaron does not agree and Andrew does a kind of a poor job of explaining yeah. it but it's everyday as in ordinary yeah. is one word right yeah
0: mason's wrong in this case yep. and 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 Cheryl Crow is wrong and everybody involved is wrong why <laughs> it, how many chances were there to say uh Cheryl you know not to nitpick but we got to we got to put a space in here cuz
2: I saw it on YouTube, and I assumed it was some dum-dum who uploaded it. Right,
0: yeah. But no, it was her record company. Right. Terrible mistake.
2: Well, it was her artistic choice. They need to take all her royalties
0: back. (laughs) Give them to charity.
2: She's made some other questionable decisions, like dating Lance Armstrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. My goodness.
1: Uh, In uh, emails for the day, we get another email from our anonymous TV editor. It's been a while since this person
0: wrote in. I had forgotten about this person. It's great uh, stuff. Yeah.
1: Yep, and they do all the preparation for uh, distributing TV shows overseas in places that might have stricter standards than in the United States. And um, he has a leaked memo that he wants to share about a show that's going to Latin America and Asia, uh, where they have a discussion about a boob cake and how much, (laughs) much pixelation they need and if they need to bleep the word nipples... And it was um, interesting. I mean, it's cake, right? It's not an actual boob,
0: right? And it's not boobs. Like, it's a bachelor party. It was like some lady survived breast cancer or something, or uh, yeah,
2: yeah, her biopsy was negative. <laughs> right, so right, right. They get her a boob cake. Right. I can see that not flying in, you know, like Saudi Arabia. Yeah,
0: too hot for TV. Woman celebrates <laughs> <laughs> negative biopsy. Not having cancer.
1: Um, we have an email from Matthew, who um, brings up that he was in Dunkin' Donuts in South Korea, and he saw a, a couple uh, popping back knee in, in public.
2: Nope. nope, Wrong. <laughs>
1: uh, Aaron says that he has no problem peeing with the door open. He'll do that in front of his significant other. And Andrew says no to that. And I have to say, I probably wouldn't do that either. Mm. I
2: don't really
0: care. I think um, it's not
1: the worst thing in the world. It's not popping back knee
0: in public. I, I think it's worse if a guy does it because of the sound, you know, because it's it's a lot louder in yeah. bathrooms, you know, tile or whatever. And I don't know. Since uh, since I had my leg chopped off, I'm a sit down here now myself, but I still still close the door.
2: I bet that helps the bathroom cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's. I wish more guys would just, do that.
0: There's, yeah. There's different dripping situations. It's just (laughs) sometimes when you stand up, the last bit of you know. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, Music (laughs) for your
1: weekend. Uh, Aaron brings a mashup of the Stranger Things theme and Childish Gambino Bonfire, which we don't actually play because it is so completely inappropriate for TBTL, (laughs) even by Luke and Andrew's relaxed standards.
0: And Bartman's okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Andrew um, follows with a mashup of Wu-Tang and the Beatles, Uh-huh, versus You Know My Name, Look Up the Number, and uh, listener Jeremy sends him a Freedom Fry, Shaky Ground, and I looked it up, the full name is Shaky Ground, Hey Na Na Na. I like that. Yeah, song. I like that song, Yeah, Pig. that was a good song. Mm-hmm.
0: Listeners always do better than the host.
1: Well, they have to come up with something every week, right?
0: Yeah, one song. Listeners always- only
1: have to come up with one. I don't know. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt here. Mm,
0: no, they, they don't deserve it.
1: <laughs> uh, everybody who is working on the archives, please keep working on the archives. I'm back on the horse. I did two episodes this week. Yes. So all you people who are slacking, if I can do it, you can do it. Uh, Best of Western Washington is still going on. I voted again the other day. I gotta, I gotta get my vote on. I'm, I'm practicing for the, the real election <laughs> by trying to get us elected to. Best podcast in Western Washington.
0: Oh, uh, speaking of that, um, I get to vote for the first time since I got out of prison and early voting is on Monday in Texas. So by the time you hear this voice again, I will be reenfranchised and will have voted to make America great again for Donald J. Trump.
2: Oh, shit. Lock him up.
1: And uh, we talked last week about the new podcast in the 10710 Network, Earbuds and Earworms. I hope everybody checked it out. Uh, they're dropping on Sunday mornings, and uh, I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was episode one where uh, Jason said he was doing an impression of George H.W. Bush, but it was more like an impression of Dana Carvey doing an impression of George H.W. Bush. Right.
0: <laughs> As the real um, president find- fades into memory, we still have a fresher memory of Dana Carvey because he's still on, like, VH1, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you see more impressions of, of Bush than you actually see of Bush. Yep.
1: So everybody, if you haven't yet, please check out
0: Earbuds and Earworms. It's, it's a good palate really cleanser. I don't care for
1: music podcasts, but I definitely enjoy
0: this. If if you're listening to a lot of um, true crime, uh, you know, and you need a, a little palate cleanser, a little something more pleasant to listen to on a Sunday – Bring your mood back and, and maybe, at least for an hour, um, know that you or your, all of your kids won't be abducted. Uh, listen <laughs> to Earbuds and Earworms.
2: And if you have a real problem with ladies with strong Midwestern accents, mm-hmm. <laughs> go listen to them because they have delightful yes. accents. If you want to get involved with the show, you can come to our website at littleredbandwagon.com. You can visit us on Facebook, our page, or the Sten's page. You can follow us on Twitter at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail or a text at
0: 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. All right, ladies, I appreciate um, you doing this on a Saturday so I can go get my salad and lap sandwich on tomorrow. Um, (laughs) Full report on that and my voting experience. Next week, we'll have a stump date. I mean, my life's pretty damn exciting here in Kyle. So uh, I know everyone will be on pins and needles waiting for all that um that's all i have for today i guess uh until next time uh this is the next party do it meredith uh what's next
2: oh we love you jen nailed it
0: how dare you forget you love jen
2: (laughs) (laughs) i do love her i just usually don't say that part